Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome everyone to episode number 128 from Delving into Islam podcast. This is your host, Wa'il. And it is a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and a privilege that I'm able to talk to you about the religion of Islam and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is allowing me to share my knowledge with you. Thank you so much for listening and participating and sending in all your questions and suggestions. And speaking of which, if you have any questions or suggestions, please email me at delvingintoislam at gmail.com. Again, delvingintoislam at gmail.com and I will get back to you as soon as possible, inshallah. Now, this podcast is for anyone, whether you are remotely curious about the religion of Islam, or if you're thinking about becoming a Muslim, or if you just became a Muslim, or if you've been a Muslim, you know, all of your life and just want to learn more about Islam, this podcast is for you, inshallah. Uh, now, before we get into today's topic, I want to tell you Ramadan Mubarak, we made it to Ramadan, alhamdulillah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless uh, our days and accepts our worship and our fasting. And yeah, so this is it. Alhamdulillah. This is the first episode in uh, Ramadan 2023. Uh, I could not be more excited, inshallah. And we also made it to the major signs. Here you go. I kept my promise, alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. I know that it's been, you know, it's been a while uh, to get to this point. But alhamdulillah, we're here now. And, you know, we will start talking about the major signs. Now, let's do a recap, uh, you know, um, to the season finale that we had last year uh, and, you know, talk about the events that will lead to uh, the major signs. Uh, we know that our Prophet ﷺ told us about this like greatest war, the great war, uh, the last war, basically the last global war on earth. And it will be a you know catastrophic war. People will die. Many people will die. It was going to be the worst world war ever that we'll ever witness. Uh, and the Prophet basically told us that it's going to happen. It's going to be between the Muslims and the Romans, uh, which is basically the Christians of the West, after they uh, you know become allies to uh, face a common enemy. They, there will be some sort of betrayal and then they will kill all of the Muslim army and then the Mahdi, who will be the leader of the Muslims at the time, will lead the Muslims to go to war uh, and the, the, the Romans or the, the West basically will come under 80 banners or 80 flags. Basically, 80 countries will go to war with the Muslims. And uh, after a long war and a very devastating war, many people will die. The Muslims will win. And when this happens, that will mark basically the ending of, uh, uh, of the minor signs. So the last thing that will happen was taking back Istanbul. Now, Istanbul in Turkey will be taken, obviously, by the Romans, by, by, by the Christians of the West during that war. Maybe or maybe a little bit before. We don't know exactly when... Uh, Istanbul will be taking and when the Muslims win the war they will go and take uh, Istanbul uh, again uh, without even a battle without a shed of you know uh, a blood or like there will be no fight and the Muslims will be happy you know that alhamdulillah they won and during this kind of celebrating you know the, the victory shaitan will be frustrated 
and uh, basically he will scream or like yell out loud stop rejoicing the jail or the antichrist is heading towards your families and your homes so you know stop it now now the reason the scholars have said that the reasons why shaitan or the devil will do something like that is because they will be frustrated and afraid that the muslims will keep on expanding you know and he will basically do whatever it takes to distract uh, you know the muslims then uh, of course the muslims will send 10 horsemen to go check well is is it truly you know um is it real is is that antichrist or the dajjal is he really out there and then they will realize that he's not and then they'll come back uh, and you know it will be uh, some sort of a you know peace time or relaxing time but then sometime afterwards and again we don't know the timing or the 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 the, the time difference between events but we know that it will happen later like it will happen after the actually the gel or the antichrist will actually appear and emerge f- within you know and we'll talk about from where but within a certain amount of time uh from this incident and from the ending of that war of the 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 global war and that will mark the beginning of the major signs now people say it it will take um actually the majority of the scholars they're saying it will take maybe three years since that war which is a very short amount of time and we'll talk about why three years in specific. It's actually according to a specific hadith. Uh, some people have different opinions, and then we'll discuss all the opinions. But now let's talk about the major signs. Uh, now, the major signs, what is unique about the major signs? What is something that's you know, um, very known or common uh, knowledge about the major signs? Number one, major signs will be witnessed by the entire world. Now, when we talked about the minor signs, right? Some like you'll talk to people right now about certain things when we, you know, discuss the minor signs, and they some of them will be surprised. Whoa, that that's a minor sign. Oh, I did not know that. Like civil war, for example, civil wars between Muslims. Uh, you know, Muslim countries fighting one another. That is a minor sign, but people, many people didn't know that it was a minor. People knew that this happened. Yeah, civil war took place, and it's taken place even. Uh, and when we say civil war, we're talking about within the Muslim nation, not within a specific country. Like when we talk about civil war, it's a, a war between Muslims. Even if it's two different countries, it is the same nation of Islam. Um, and people be like, whoa, that, that's a minor sign. Actually, the sending of the Prophet is also a minor sign. The death of the Prophet is also a minor sign. So people get shocked sometimes to know that certain things are minor signs. Now, that that's because it's not global or it's not a known thing or it's not something that's massive in scale that people will, you know, be able to be like, okay, this happened. We know, you know, realize it and, you know, acknowledge it. Uh, so the first thing about the major signs that they will be massive in scale they will be witnessed by the entire world. All of mankind, basically. All of mankind will witness uh, the, the major signs. The second thing is that they will all be supernatural. Remember, we said that the, the supernatural will come back towards the end of the minor signs. But this is like pure supernatural stuff. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bring the supernatural towards the end of time. 
And again, it's going to be crazy things. Like, again, we're going to get to the details of all of them. Uh, but for now, you need to understand that it's going to be very massive and, and, and as supernatural as, you know, as it could get. Uh, also, another thing, and there's something very interesting about this, and, and there's no explanation or elaboration about this, this piece. But everything mentioned uh, regarding the major signs, and don't freak out, okay? Don't freak out or don't panic. It's just a very interesting note that even scholars noted, and, and especially modern scholars. There's no mentioning of any place but a sham and the Arabian Peninsula, and, and that's it. As if the entire world, something, again, maybe the the, the, the rest of the world will, will still intact. It's just um, there's no mentioning of any place on earth but the sham. And we mentioned, we said the sham is, 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 is uh, basically a combination of four countries. Uh, Palestine, Jordan, uh, Lebanon, and Syria. So these four countries are a sham, okay? They're called a sham. It's a region called a sham made of four countries. So and then there is so and then there is the Arabian Peninsula, specifically Mecca and Medina. Otherwise, there are no mention. There's no mentioning of any other country. Uh, there's no mentioning of any other place. Now, certain people are saying, "Well, does that mean?" something will happen to the rest of the world or it's just not mentioned because nothing important happens we really don't know uh, now don't don't panic uh, that doesn't mean that if you live in the west or if you live in africa something bad will happen it's just a very it was a very interesting uh observation that nobody mentions or like not a single hadith mentions like we talked about the romans we talked about the west when when we talked about the, the armageddon you know the the, the greatest war but there's no mentioning afterwards, starting from you know the Antichrist and all the major signs. Nobody mentions anything about this. And again, this could be just a coincidence that just you know it was not important enough. Like nothing happened in those lands. That's why it was never mentioned. Or it could be something else. Uh, Allah knows best. But anyway, just a very interesting observation. That's all. Now let's move on. So, like we said, the major signs will be supernatural will be massive in scale, witnessed by the entire world, all of mankind. And they will be 10. So they're just 10 signs. Like we mentioned when we talked about the minor signs, we mentioned a lot of signs, you know, like, and, and by the way, there are a lot more that we did not mention, a lot more signs that we didn't mention. But the the, the major signs, again, because of the, the, the massiveness of their scale, there will be only 10 uh, major signs. The Prophet ﷺ, one time, uh, he was coming out of the masjid and then he heard the companions talking about the Day of Judgment. Like, when do you think it's going to happen? Oh, I don't know. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. And, and this kind of talk, right? And then the Prophet ﷺ told them this. He said, rest assured that the Day of Judgment won't come. The Day of Judgment will not come until 10 major signs take place and then he listed the signs now we do not have a very explicit uh, text that tells us the chronological order of the signs we do not know the order but the majority of the scholars technically extrapolated how the signs like the, the, from the text and from the hadith and the quran they kind of guessed 
that the 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 sequence of the signs or the you know the the order of the signs and it kind of makes sense you know like when they see something okay this happened it definitely happened before this so they kind of you know uh, ordered them according to kind of common sense and according to proof from the text whether the quran or the sunnah so the Prophet mentioned all 10 signs and we're going to mention them now we're not gonna again each sign we'll talk now there are signs just to, to let you know there are signs that are more detailed than others actually there, there are certain signs that we just know that they will happen and that's it we have not a single hadith not a single verse on the quran that explains or uh, you know explains the signs in detail like you know we don't have that what we have and comes like a couple of them only but the rest are very vivid in terms of detail we know everything that will happen from again the quran and the sunnah and all of these things and uh, right uh so the first sign and again this is according to the the scholars ordering right the chronological order that was given by the scholars uh the the, the first major sign is the antichrist the coming of the antichrist uh, at the jail in arabic uh, it's called at the jail uh, and by the way, there's nothing wrong with saying Antichrist. I, I know that certain Muslims, they are mad, or not mad, but they're like, you should not say the Antichrist because it's a Western term or it's like a Christian term, and we should not be following you know, other beliefs. But technically, there's, again, to explain to people, you have to use common language, like I said before. So there's nothing haram about it. There's nothing unlawful about it. You still can say the Antichrist. There's no problem. As long as it does not contradict. Like it's just a nickname, right? Uh, what we call him Al-Masih Al-Dajjal. Uh, Al-Masih Al-Dajjal. Uh, now Al-Masih is also the Messiah, basically. is It means the anointed, right? The Messiah means the anointed. And uh, Jesus Christ, uh, again, there's nothing wrong with saying Jesus Christ. I said that many times before. Uh, uh, Christ means the Messiah, which is the anointed. But here's the thing. The Jel the or the Antichrist will be also called the Messiah. Al-Masihu al-Dajjal. This is mentioned in numerous hadith, authentic hadith by the Prophet His name will be Al-Masih al-Dajjal. The Messiah or the Dajjal, the Messiah basically and he will be anointed he will also be anointed but he will be anointed by disbelievers the terrible people which really that doesn't matter but that will be his nickname so again the first sign is the antichrist and again we will talk about every i, I believe the antichrist might take multiple episodes believe it or not it's a massive story massive a lot of events uh so inshallah we will cover that uh you know um you know, as soon as we're done listing the 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 major sign and done with this introduction, uh, the second uh, sign again, according to the scholars' chronological order, uh, is the coming or the second coming of Isa alayhi salam, Jesus Christ. He will return because we believe as Muslims that he never died. You know, he was never crucified. We do not believe that he was ever crucified. He was never tortured. Uh, we believe that uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala lifted him uh, up in the heavens and he's not dead. Uh, and that's why even on the night of Isra and Ma'raj, when the Prophet wasallam met with all the prophets, all of them were basically from the spirit world, like they were dead. All of them were dead, except for Isa ibn Maryam or uh, Jesus, the son of Mary, uh, who was actually alive. He was in the flesh. Uh, so uh, uh, Jesus Christ, peace be upon him, 
will return and we'll talk about you know the the epic actually is going to be a very epic scene subhanallah uh, uh it will be a very epic return uh and of course uh the the second coming for us is completely completely drastically different from you know the second coming in christianity and we'll talk about that also in detail now the third sign is the nation of gog and magog or gog and magog is the western term which they are in arabic called yajuj wa majuj so in arabic we call them yajuj wa majuj and that will be a nation May Allah have. If you guys thought uh, the jail is 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 uh, dangerous, oh, Juj and Majuj will come and they will wipe out the entire world. It's just that, that simple. It's just that simple. <laughs> like, there's no, like they uh, are unbeatable. They are massive in number. They are, and and again, we're gonna get to the nitty gritty details. I I promise you, we're gonna get to that. Uh, when we get to it, inshallah, but they will wipe out the entire planet, if you want to call it, the entire planet. Uh, and it is a, a nation of disbelievers, and they're, uh, you know, very, very massive in numbers. They're powerful on all these things, and we'll talk about them. And uh, I'll give you a little bit of a, a tease that they are alive as we speak. We just don't know where they at. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is uh, keeping them behind a very specific wall and they keep on digging that wall every single day and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is keeping us safe from them as we speak literally as we speak uh, and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from them because they will come back that nation will come back towards the uh, end of time so that is the third sign the fourth sign uh, is, uh, by the way, between those signs, there's a lot of detail. Like there is a lot of events, massive events, as a matter of fact, massive, massive events that will take place during the between the the, the, the signs. But again, we'll get to them when we you know talk about the signs in specific. Now, the the, the fourth sign uh becomes uh the sun rising from the west so as we know sun rises every day from the east and sets uh, in the west so that will change it will be the the, the opposite uh, so yeah so when the sun rises from the west that will be again a major sign and it will be witnessed by the entire entire world and uh, let's we'll move on to the fifth sign. The fifth sign is an animal. There's an animal, literally what, what's called a beast, basically, which is another word for animal, that will speak to people. I told you it was going to be supernatural to the greatest extent. And animals talking to the world, not to one person. The entire world will witness this. Uh, now, uh, after that, there's something called the smoke, the global smoke, which is simply a smoke that will cover the entire planet. Uh, and we'll talk about that and we'll talk about for how long and how the believers will feel, how the disbelievers will feel. And it's, it's, I think it's safe to say it will be dark times. It will be very dark times towards the end of time. But anyway, so there will be the global smoke. Uh, so now we're at what? Uh, Antichrist, uh, Jesus Christ, uh, yeah, Juj and Majuj. 
the sun rising from the west, uh, the beast talking to people, and then the smoke. This, these are now six signs. Now we can have three signs uh, that will be consecutive. We don't know how again the, the how far they will be from one another, but we're gonna have a massive, massive earthquake. Not the ones we hear about now, not the ones we experience now. Those are nothing. We're talking about a global earthquake that will shake the east, the east of the entire planet, by the way. And then it will shake the west. That's a second earthquake. And then one in the Arabian Peninsula. Four massive, when we talk about like the east sphere and the west sphere, and then the Arabian Peninsula, these are three major earthquakes that will literally be felt by the entire world. And that leaves, so now it's nine, because we added the, the three earthquakes. Each earthquake is a sign. And the final, final major sign, uh, the there will be fire that will come out from Yemen, from the country Yemen, and it will chase all of mankind. Okay, let me repeat. There will be fire. Now, we do not know what the fire will look like, but what we know, will it will be massive. Like, it will chase every single human being. And it will be intelligent fire. That it will chase people, basically pushing them to the land of gathering. The land of gathering. And this is where we will witness the final day on earth. And we have a vivid description of the final day on earth. And that will be, inshallah, the last episode of uh, the series. And uh, yeah, we have it in a lot of detail. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the Prophet sallam explained it vividly. So that is simply, you know, the, the, the introduction or basically listing out all the, the major signs. Now, there will be certain events that will lead to the major signs. There will be certain events that will lead to the major signs. But before we get into those events, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and there's a question, again, I know I was asked that question before and we answered it before, but there is a question regarding the signs. People ask, why would Allah do all of that? You know, I just mentioned it will be dark times, right? But why? Why would it be like dark? Why can't we just have some, you know, happy time? Why? And again, I want to remind every single one of you, my dear brothers and sisters, that this life is not meant for us to chill in it. You know, we're not supposed to chill here. We're not supposed to, you know, have some fun. Yes, we, we can have that time, no problem. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created us to pass the test. We mentioned that. This is the, we actually mentioned it last time, you know, in, in the Ramadan episode, preparing for Ramadan, in uh, uh, the Ramadan for new Muslims episode. This life is meant for us to struggle and strive and feel exhausted because we want to appreciate the hereafter. We want to appreciate Jannah. We want to appreciate paradise. Now, by the way, you and me may never witness these days. This is going to happen and those who will be alive then will witness them. However, we might not be from those people. We might be. We might not be. We don't know when it's going to happen, right? So, my point is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will, because uh, I, I've heard this before. Why would Allah test us to that extent? Why? Because this is life. Life is not meant for us. I created mankind to struggle in life. 
so we can appreciate again it's like a test a lot of people ask if you're going uh, you know to take an exam and you want to pass to have your dream job or your career job or whatever you need to work hard and that comes with a difficult test right so that is the same thing the same rule applies the same rule applies that you you want to pass you want to go to jannah you want to get the most expensive commodity that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala offers pass the test now some of us will be tested in a harder way than others right uh, some of us will have greater tests because it all depends on our endurance allah knows who can endure what you know allah does not give you more than you can handle allah does not do that allah is fair and just so uh now before now i want to go back to now the the major signs before the beginning of the major signs allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will orchestrate the living conditions of every single human being worldwide in, in the entire world to prepare them for the ultimate test and trial okay now there will be and and this is uh, coming from an authentic hadith by the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam there will be 3 years of global drought and starvation 3 years can you imagine 3 years of global drought and starvation why well when you're tested and you have weak faith what happens you break with enough pressure you break but if you have strong faith none of this will shake you so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will command look at this Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will command the sky in the first year to withhold third of its rain and earth to withhold third of its vegetation can you imagine this is mentioned in an authentic hadith by the prophet so again the first year allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will command the sky to withhold third can you imagine third of its rain and earth to withhold third of its vegetation that is for the first year okay then comes the second year allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will command the sky now this time it's going to be two-thirds two-thirds of its rain and again allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will command earth to withhold two-thirds of its vegetation so that is the second year let's move on to the third year allah subhanahu wa ta'ala again you've guessed it will command the sky to withhold all of its rain and earth to withhold all of its vegetation imagine the entire world will live in drought and starvation now it will begin slowly again third is not not little it's a lot imagine the entire world living with only two-thirds of the 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 usual rain and two-thirds of the usual vegetation coming from earth right like the plantation and all these things it's difficult very difficult i'm assuming people might die and then imagine the second year it's even more difficult now the second year it's two-thirds so the entire world is living on one-third of the supposed rain the, the rain that's supposed to you know come out every like uh, on a yearly basis and again one-third of you know the vegetation or plantation from earth <sighs> 
that's a lot. Now the third year comes, no rain, no plantation, no nothing. There's no food, basically. No food. And you might think, and I know I know certain people think like that. Now, you might think, well, you know, we still have other types of food. It doesn't have to be, you know, vegetation. We, we don't care, you know, like what? Because animals feed on plants. When there are no plants, what happens? No animals. Animals will starve to death and that's it. There, there's no rain. How are you going to get water? How are you going to drink? Oh, well, we, we can, you know, dig wells and no, there will be no wells. Don't think that when Allah says I'm going to withhold something that you're sneaky with Allah. That, oh, we find other ways. That does, It doesn't work like that. Some people are going to say, well, we can, uh, you know, create our own farming environment. Yeah, nothing will be produced. And, and there's something, and I mentioned this uh, in the season finale or maybe the episode before the season finale. There's a big, big thing that we mentioned that might make all of those suggestions of like, we're going to use technology. We're going to use a specific farming technique. There's something that will happen, most likely will happen. And again, we do not have a very explicit text. Most likely will happen that will make this idea of creating our own vegetation or plantation will make it impossible, which we believe that there will be no technology towards the end of time. No technology. Something will happen, and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect all of us. Something will happen that will destroy technology on earth. Something will happen. We don't know what it is. That's why may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect all of us, um, you know. Um, some people are speculating a global war that will... And by the way, this will happen before even the the the, the final war on earth, like before the, the Armageddon or the Malhamatul Kubra. Like the Prophet mentions horses and swords. And some people are saying, well, because he never saw the future or he doesn't know how that wars will be, you know... Uh, have had by you know trucks and 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 uh, you know fighter jets and 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 ships and you know uh, air carriers and no 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 the prophet saw the future he saw what happens until the day of judgment allah showed him many things from the future and it doesn't make sense and you know we, we talked about this and there there are signs that technology might be destroyed by our own hands we might destroy our own selves and, and 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 our own technology and again this is not a call for you to be panic or anything like that this is just you know a very interesting again another interesting observation in those uh, predictions by the prophet and again they're not just predictions they are facts that were given by allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he basically are telling us or told us about them now, do not let this affect you uh, mentally or do not let this, you know, get you worried or do not let it, uh, you know, uh, make you, you know, wonder like, oh my God, what's going to happen to us that will, you know, end technology or destroy technology. Don't think about those things because it, it's just not going to benefit you because we don't know. We simply do not know. Like, I believe uh, one of our listeners, uh, Adam, he, he sent me an email because he was worried that, you know, NASA said something like there's a meteor heading towards Earth. 
and he was wondering this is this the end or you know what are we going to do and he, first of all the i already responded to adam via email but i'm going to reiterate what i said so first of all it, it was not it was just a rumor it was not a like real news right but even if it was right here's the thing we're all going to die like i know people and i know it's 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 not pleasant to uh expect death like when you you know when people get bad news that you know they have a few weeks to live or so forth based on like a medical diagnosis or anything like that or if you know like you see in the movies people are waiting for the end of the world because there's some sort of a meteor coming towards earth and all these things right let's say and and, and like i said this is not true this this is that was just a rumor that there was no truth to that to that piece of news um what are we here for you think you're going to live you're not going to live forever you know that right so we're here to worship allah subhanahu wa ta'ala till the last day we have on earth till the last moment till the last breath you know the last thing that we're supposed to say is what we mentioned this in the death series, right? We are supposed to say the shahada as the last thing before we die. We should try our best while we're you know, on the deathbed or in any situation. If we have the, 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 the ability to think about saying the testimony of faith, we have to say it. That shows you that our purpose is not to live life and have fun. I, I keep mentioning this, right? Our purpose is to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because we're all going to die. So we worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala until the moment we die. Not the day of and then, no, the moment, the, the last second. You know, in movies, they show you, oh, we're about to die. Let's just go all nuts and, you know, do whatever and, and we just you know like go have parties and live the things we couldn't live and this is against islam and i know we all believe that this is ridiculous however you know usually when you know and, and again certain people receive news about you know any kind of diagnosis earlier uh and they know that they have an approximate time on earth to live you're supposed to do your best as a Muslim and worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to gain rewards. You want to have, by the way, Muslims, we aim to have a good ending. A good ending. We need to end on a good note. We need to die on a good note. You can live your life. And, and by the way, the Prophet ﷺ, there's an authentic hadith where the Prophet ﷺ said, you know, the Muslim or the believer will be recognized uh, through how they die, through the ending. And we mentioned this again in the death series. Like somebody might live pretending they're pious and righteous, and then they die in a bar. You know, that was not a good ending for them, right? But then you'll see some people who were forced to do bad, right? Forced to do bad. They tried so much to do good, and then they die in a masjid, in a mosque. That is a good ending. So a Muslim, uh, you know, uh, makes dua. Uh, uh, and this is a big, beautiful dua that, alhamdulillah, I say for most of my prayers. I say, Allahumma inni as'aluka husnal khatima. Oh Allah, I ask you a good ending. Husnal khatima. A pure ending. A Mus uh, an Islamic ending. You know, the ending of a believer. So back to my point. My point is, do not let 
how the world will end or the apocalypse, you know, or whatever you're thinking about, do not let it cripple you. Do not let it make you uh, unable to practice your worship towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Don't let any of this make you, you know, again, we're human beings. We're going to get worried. We're afraid that some meteor will hit earth or we're going to have a big tsunami that will drown the entire world. I get it. It is not a pleasant idea. It's not a pleasant thing to think about. However, if if there is a meteor, where we like, and again, we're talking if this was ever going to be the case, where are we gonna go? You know, you can't go anywhere. So what do you have to? What what can? Because you have to protect yourself and the loved ones and the, and the people around you if you can. But if you can't, what are you gonna do? Make dua to Allah and do your best to end on a good note, to die on a good note. You know, keep keep uh, reading Quran, increase your worship. You know, increase your worship because you want to end uh, or die on a good note. So, yeah, that is, and again, it's it's that is our purpose. That is simply our purpose to worship Allah until the moment we die, right? So, do not let things like that uh, terrify you or cause you any type of worry. Don't no, don't worry about this. And at the end of the day, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, because we, we again, like I said, we don't know how c- certain things will take place. Right, how how technology might end or will end, how uh, certain wars will be like. We talked about the last war, but there, um, I bet you there is so many. There are so many details that we didn't know about because we don't need to know about. We need to know about certain things that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala and the Prophet Sallallahu told us because we need to utilize this and use it to become better Muslims, better believers. So again, uh, responding to Adam, I already responded to him via email, but again to everybody who's worried about how this is going to happen. You know, how, how will the world end and all these things? Do not worry. Focus on being a better Muslim. At the end of the day, like, uh, I want to talk about this. This is another another thing. You, you, you see a lot of Muslims, and wallahi, I know a lot of Muslims myself who come to me and they tell me, what happens to non-Muslims who die and they were good people? And I said, if they were truly, purely good people, uh, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they want the truth because being a good person in this world in this life is not enough you need to be a good person in terms of like okay I want to know the truth who created me that is a true good person now I'm not saying those who don't wonder are not good people no 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 some people might be misinformed some people might you know have the wrong idea I get that but my point is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at the end of the day if you're doing all the charity in the world, if you're doing everything good for, for the sake of people, you're still doing it for the sake of people. You're a good person because of people, unless you start wondering who created you. You know, and that is the truth. And Allah, like I said, exposes the truth in front of every single human being. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will never punish someone who've never heard about Islam. You get you guys get it. Allah and Allah is not gonna it's not gonna be in passing. It will be exposed to you right in front of you. Now the question is, would you accept it or start even at least investigate? Or would you let it go and just become lazy and be like, ah, I don't care? Or ignore it. That's that that this is your choice now. That will be your choice. However, now responding to the people who say, well, like, uh, but th- those people are good. Those people, yeah, but we, first of all, we don't know what happens between, you know, b- behind closed doors. Uh, second of all, we don't know the intentions of people. Third, you can never doubt Allah's justice and mercy. Allah is way more merciful than you can ever imagine. Now, here's something very interesting. 
there was a mother in in Medina, and the Prophet Sallam, uh, you know, she was holding her her child, and she was very loving and caring. And then the Prophet Sallam told the companions, "Do you think this mother would throw her child in fire, like in a pit of fire? Do you think she would do that?" So all the companions said, "There's no way. Look at the love in her eyes. No way." She would do whatever it takes to protect her child. The love of a mother, and we all know this, we all know this, the love of a, of a mother is un, out of this world, right? She is willing to do whatever it takes for her child. Look at what the process of said. That mother's mercy towards her child, because again, it's, it's, you can't even like measure it, right? Because of the love she has for her child. That mercy is uncomparable to Allah's mercy towards mankind. Allah's mercy towards his own slaves, his own servants, us, mankind, it's far, far, far exceeds any mother's. And, and the most, like if you have a, the most mother on earth who loves her child, you know, there's, let's say there's a mother out there who loves her child more than any other mother on earth. Still, nothing compared to the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So her mercy towards her child is nothing compared to the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you tell me, you think Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to throw us in hellfire? Because we said Allah said it in the Quran. Allah, what would Allah do uh, torturing you in hellfire? What would Allah do? It's actually Allah wants you all to enter paradise. But Allah is fair. Allah will present the truth to every single human being. Those who accept the truth and, and you know the guidance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will go to paradise. And those who reject the truth will go to hellfire. That's Allah's promise. It's, it, it's only justice coming from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So back to my point. So those Muslims who have a problem with non-Muslims entering hellfire. Here is what the Prophet said regarding that. And that is that goes back to my point. Focus on yourself. Focus on yourself. Instead of worrying about other nations, instead, instead of worrying about other people, focus on yourself. Because guess what? Newsflash. Paradise is not guaranteed for you. It's not guaranteed for me. It's not guaranteed for anyone. Even the Prophet wasallam said, I will enter paradise with the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We need that bonus mercy from Allah. We can't enter paradise with our own deeds. Because listen, if you live, the Prophet the best worshiper ever created, right? The best worshiper, the best mankind, the best human being ever, the best of mankind. Even he, in an authentic hadith, said, I'm not going to enter paradise with my own deeds. It won't be enough. My deeds won't be enough because, like I said, paradise is extremely expensive. If you worship Allah day and night, if you don't sleep, if you do everything extra, you will still not be worthy of paradise. Now, you do your best. And... When you do your best with Allah's mercy, with a boost from Allah, with some bonus from Allah, we enter paradise. You get it? So worry about yourself. The Prophet said, for those who worry about other nations, what's going to happen to them? What if this person was a good person? No, worry about yourself. Trust me. 
you need to worry about yourself. Worry about bettering yourself. Worrying about being a better Muslim. And guess what? If you worry about others, if you want you know, to bring with you as much people to paradise, inshallah, again, paradise is not guaranteed for you or for anyone else. But if you're trying your best to enter paradise and you want more people, guess what? Talk to people like I'm doing with you guys right now. Tell them about Islam. If you worry about the fate of other people, tell them about Islam. And leave guidance to Allah. You, your, your job, my job right now, right now, I'm talking to you right now. My job is to convey the message. My, my job is to share what I know about Islam, what I know about Allah, what I know about the Day of Judgment with you guys. What comes next is on you. Whether you are non-Muslim and you want to become a Muslim, it's 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 on you whether you you know become a Muslim or not. This is I, I did my part. I'm trying to do my part. I'm trying to do my best to show you the clear truth and a simplified truth about Islam. Even if you're a Muslim who's not a good Muslim who's not praying five times a day, and you hear about all of the Day of Judgment, the signs, you know Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, uh, Hellfire and Paradise, and you still nothing moves your needle, then it's on you, not on me. So do you get it? Focus on you first. Focus on yourself first. And if you want to help people, start sharing your knowledge. And of course, in a proper way. So that goes back to my this whole like how the world will end or how technology will end. Just focus on worshiping Allah. Just, you know, block the noise of how this, how that. Because shaitan at the end of the day wants us to get worried. So he would distract us from worshiping Allah. That is shaitan's number one goal. To distract us from worshiping Allah so we can enter hellfire. So we won't do anything. Not just in, not enough. No, nothing. He wants us to do nothing. So we can enter hellfire with him. So don't give him that chance. Don't worry. Focus on yourself. And again, don't worry about how the world is going to end. Or if you don't have text, do not let this uh, you know stop you from worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Do not make it, make it a like a, a road bump. So yeah, maybe the technology won't exist. And if technology doesn't exist, what happens? No artificial uh, farming. You cannot do your own kind of technological farming. You can't do that. You have to rely on nature. And again, like we said, people will be starving. That's a fact. People will be thirsty. There will be drought. That's another fact. So whether there's technology or not, rest assured, it won't matter. Uh, and people now the question is how will people eat actually the the, the companions asked the prophet sallallahu when he was telling them this hadith well how will people eat o prophet of allah and the prophet sallam said they will deal with their hunger by three things basically muslims and believers will keep saying when they're very when they're starving and they really want to drink some water they're going to keep yelling and shouting, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, walhamdulillah, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, walhamdulillah. And look at this, and they will feel like they're being uh, fed when they say that. They will feel like those people, the believers, and again, this is only could be done by believers. The believers, when they keep shouting, Allahu Akbar, and alhamdulillah, you know, they will feel like they are not starving anymore. And that will help them. Again, it's not like they're going to be full or no, but this is going to help them, you know, uh, get through those dark days. You want some proof? 
during the time of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, you know, Fatima came to him, his daughter Fatima came to him and he said, Oh Father, uh, I have a request. He said, of course, go ahead. She said, I need someone to help me, uh, you know, cleaning the house, uh, cooking and whatever. It's just the the chores are too much. It's just it's a lot of work and I'm really exhausted. I'm really tired. So I'd rather if you, you know, can... Uh, uh, Get, bring me someone who would help me with the house. So the Prophet didn't respond and he said, We'll see. And then she went home to her husband Ali ibn Abi Talib. And then, uh, you know, during nighttime, they were not asleep yet. The Prophet, you know, walked, walked in to the house and then they were laying on the bed talking. And then they saw, you know, uh, the Prophet. So he came and he sat between them. Right, he sat on the bed between them. It's a, it's a, it's a acute kind of form of intimacy. Like, hey, my my children, you know. Uh, and then he said this. He said, "Oh, Fatima, you want someone to help you with the house?" And and she said, "Yes, of of course." He said, "Say this. Say Subhanallah thirty three times before you go to bed, before you go to sleep at night time. And then say Alhamdulillah." 33 times and say Allahu Akbar 34 times again here's the hadith this is authentic hadith by the way the Prophet said you need help right Fatima I know you want help let me help you let me give you a, a, you know, a tip here say subhanallah 33 times and then after you're done say alhamdulillah 33 times and then when you're done, you say Allahu Akbar 34 times. And by the way, these are the same uh, dhikr or remembrance that we say after after every prayer, after every mandatory prayer, after every salat. Uh, for those of you who don't know, when you're when you when you finish prayer, again, it's not mandatory, but you know, if you can do it, you're gonna get tons of rewards like you have no idea. Um when you finish every salah, you sh- you're supposed to say this. You're supposed to say, Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, and Allahu Akbar 33 times, and then 34. And the Prophet said, you will find helpers. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will assign helpers that you won't see, who will give you the energy, who will make you work in the house, and you will never feel tired. So it is reported that since that day, of course, Fatima listened to her father and she did what he asked because she knows. She was she never complained. Never complained. Fatima, like herself, like never complained about any house chore. Like she did everything. She had even, you know, surplus of energy because subhanAllah it works. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala assigned her help. And that relates to what I'm saying. Right? Which is people won't feel hungry just by saying. The dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So men and women, those who work on the house, do some stuff, cooking and whatever, you you say the, the three dhikr basically. Subhanallah, 33 times. Alhamdulillah, 33 times. And Allahu Akbar, 34 times before you go to bed. And inshallah, you will find helpers the next day. Throughout the day, even at work, by the way. Even at work. It doesn't have to be in the house. Don't, don't, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. This is not only home-related stuff. At your own job, you will find helpers, inshallah, that w- they will be assigned by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So yeah, there's that. And again, you know, um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will test people because they can take it. 
I don't want you to be depressed. Oh my God, this is going to be very difficult. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the most merciful. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tests us to reward us immensely on the day of judgment, to reward us, you know, and even subhanAllah, like, you know, on the day of judgment, people who will suffer in any way, shape or form or who already suffered in this life, they will not remember any of this because of what they will see in Jannah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will dip them in Jannah and then uh, in paradise. And then he will ask him, have you seen a bad day in your entire life? And that includes people who will live during that dark time. And they will say, oh no, Allah, we do not remember any bad day, subhanAllah. Uh, so basically, yeah, so it's going to be very unpleasant to a lot of people, but they're but here's here's a fact that you guys need to understand. Here's something that we need to take from this, you know, uh, this incident that will happen in the future, which is faith will save people from physical pain. For those of you who believe that, you know, faith helps people only in a mental way, that is completely inaccurate. And this is the biggest proof right there. You know, when you are uh, in pain, like uh, even when you're about to go to surgery or you feel some sort of discomfort or whatever, keep saying Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, wallahi it helps. Wallahi, I've, I, this is based on a personal experience. I, I've done this myself. And it helps a lot. Now, it does not magically make the pain go away. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is also, you know, he, he, he wants you to seek the means. But at the same time, Remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, wallahi helps. And in, again, in the situation that we're talking about, just it's all about remembering Allah, all about keeping your faith in check, right? You're, you're still remembering Allah no matter what happens to you. And that is the point. That's how people pass the test that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, is giving them. Now, after all of this, now all of this will lead people, the majority of mankind, we're talking about there are few believers on earth who will be uh, uh, resisting the, the drought and the hunger by saying, uh, Allahu Akbar and Alhamdulillah. But the rest of mankind will become desperate. Okay? The entire world almost, except for the believers, like I said, will become desperate. And once they become desperate, this will be the moment that will mark the beginning of the major signs. The moment the entire world, again, except for the believers, the moment that the rest of the world will become desperate and they will become desperate. They won't because, again, we're talking about believers who know what to do. They will know to say, Alhamdulillah, and not necessarily because they read the text, but because they know by fitrah, by the natural instinct, that they should say, Allahu Akbar, Alhamdulillah, you know, for their, uh, you know, calamity to go away or to, you know, for them to be able to handle their calamity and Allah will help them, indeed help them. However, the rest of the world probably doesn't know this or even if they do know this, they don't care and they think, oh, we need to find some actual, more quote-unquote practical ways to you know, get water and get food, and they will completely forget about Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. So again, that will uh, cause the rest of the world, the majority of the world, to become desperate. And once they become desperate, like we said, that will mark the beginning of the major signs. The beginning, literally, the moment the entire world, 
towards the end of the third year. We cannot handle it anymore. We're desperate. We'll do whatever it takes. And unfortunately, they're not even talking to Allah because many of them won't even believe in Allah. Like we said, the majority of mankind won't believe in Allah. So they will say, we'll do whatever it takes. We just, we, we're, we're willing to do what we want to do anything to get water and to, you know, have food and to just live a normal life. We just want to live a normal life. And the moment they do this, the Antichrist will show up. This is the moment that will mark the beginning of the major signs. And the beginning of the major signs will be by the emergence or through the emergence of the Antichrist. He will show up with hope to the rest of the world. Now, the Prophet ﷺ tells us that the Antichrist or the Dajjal will be Allah's greatest test and trial for mankind. Again, the Antichrist will be the greatest trial slash test for mankind. It will be the most massive test. So can you imagine all the tests in the world, all the calamities that we might see, all the calamities that you hear about that they're, you know, sound too awful, all the things you see on the news that like, you, how could people live like this? All of this is nothing compared to sending the Antichrist. All of this is, can you imagine how bad and terrible and horrifying it will be? You know, basically during the reign of, of the jail or the Antichrist. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala basically is telling us through the Prophet وسلم, that this will be the greatest trial and test and calamity that will face mankind. So when people, you know, become too desperate, when the majority of mankind will become too desperate, the Antichrist will emerge and he will announce to the world that he is the savior. And inshallah, we will talk in the next episode about the Antichrist in a lot of detail, where he's, he's going to come from, his physical descriptions and all these things, inshallah, we will mention in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.